This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. So the world's leaders are preparing to gather at the United Nations headquarters in New York City. And that is for the United Nations General um, Assembly, which, uh, well, it takes place uh, with the backdrop of many uh, crises along, around the world. And uh, while even some questions are being asked about whether the global body uh, still has relevance. Now, of course, this comes on the backdrop of a recent meeting of G20, uh, which has also announced an expansion in terms of including AU. Uh, BRICS recently met here in in South Africa, as we know. So uh, what does the 80-year-old body uh, do? This, does it still hold relevance uh, uh, in this uh, day and age? And does it still serve the purpose for which it was established 80 years ago? Let's we look ahead. Let's uh, to, uh, say good morning to Senior Research Fellow at the Africa-Asia Dialogues, uh, Tembi Safagude. Good morning to you and thank you so much uh, uh, for joining us this morning. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Right. Yeah. Let, let, let's start just with, um, with the point that I was just uh, making there in terms of uh, um, is it a little bit of uh, an exaggeration to suggest that the UN, uh, United Nations, may be facing some in inverted commas, some kind of existential crisis or crisis of uh, relevance? Yes, I think uh, because of all these uh, crises that have happened around the world and the United Nations has, has failed to solve them, which was mainly the the, the objective of mm. a formation such as the United Nations. Many people therefore see it as uh, becoming more and more irrelevant. Mm. We've had so many crises, whereas coups in West Africa, the invasion of Ukraine, the continuing uh, crisis in Palestine, and um, you know all other natural disasters that we've seen in Libya and in um, in Morocco, and the UN is nowhere to be seen. Uh, but as you correctly said, it comes at the, uh, you know on the back, on the backdrop of four at least very important summits. That is G77, G7, G20, and BRICS, and those seem to have replaced the significance or the role of um, of the UN. Mm, mm. Right. I mean, uh, you, we look at uh, the crises that we speak of. I mean, there's this war going, the ongoing war in Russia between Russia and uh, Ukraine. There is now on the African continent, we're seeing uh, the the also what is a, a effectively become a civil war in itself in Sudan there, and uh, the increasing number of coup d'etats here. Uh, what is it that uh, you think um, it confronts the UN at this point? Or how should they be dealing with uh, these? In fact, are they even equipped at this stage to deal with the uh, spiraling uh, conflicts? Well, they're not equipped. The only board within the UN that's equipped to deal with such is the UN Security Council. Mm. But even in the UN, UN Security Council, uh, countries have got veto rights. In other words, for any actions to be adopted and executed, you must have consensus, and that's 100% all members, at least the P5, uh, the permanent five members 
of the of the UN Security Council agreeing with the resolution. So if there's anyone vetoing or disagreeing with that, uh, those actions are never executed. So the UN General Assembly, which is what's taking place at the moment, that one has got no um, no no powers to mm. actually implement any decision that will see, for example, the intervention militarily mm. of the UN uh, forces or any other forces for that matter. So it's basically a very big talk shop that happens every year um, where the leaders meet. It's a, it's an important platform because at least the people can still meet and talk. But for some of us who've been observing over the years, it's like just a talk shop. And uh, we, you know, I used to enjoy the comical theater of people such as Mugabe and mm. uh, Libyan uh, former Muammar al-Gaddafi and, 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 and Iraq, uh, former president uh, Saddam Hussein. But other than that, you know, there's nothing really that will take place. And mm. it's a platform for smaller countries that do not uh, ordinarily uh, and naturally have a platform through which they can express themselves. Mm. This is the time where they can come and speak, and we get to hear their foreign policy and what, what, what they want to see the world uh, moving uh, towards, particularly on 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 agent global mm. issues such as the uh, just energy transition. But other than that, uh, there's nothing else really that you can expect from the United Nations General Assembly. South Africa will be represented there by uh, President Sir Ramaphosa, but this particular. A gathering then of the General Assembly is also going to be noteworthy um, because of the absence of quite a number of uh, global leaders from the likes of uh, China, Russia, India and France, as well as the UK are all not going to have their heads of states attending. Uh, I think Joe Biden is the most uh, high profile leader who will be in attendance. Is that in itself uh, significant for you? Does that also reflect, uh, you know, this growing lack of relevance Yes, it does. I mean, it, it, it all. We understand why Putin is not going to be there. Yeah. But uh, you know, the other leaders not coming again indicates the relevance of United Nations Security Council. But besides, you know, many of them have already concluded their businesses in all these other platforms I just mentioned. Mm. The G seven has met. G twenty has met. G77 has met and BRICS has met. So, you know, United Nations General Assembly is often a place where all of these leaders used to meet on the sidelines of the mm. of the meeting of the General Assembly. But now there's no more a pressing need for them to be there because many of them have already communicated whatever it is that they've communicated during the sittings of these other summits. Mm. As his predecessors have done, uh, President Ramaphosa has continued to uh, you know, to punt uh, the line of uh, reform of the United Nations Security Council there. Uh, is that the sort of thing you're expecting to hear more of from him or what kind of agenda will he be pushing? I think that's what it's going to be telling the United Nations Security Council. By the way, it's 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 a good platform in terms of the amplification of um, political agenda or you know, personal agendas for those who don't have ordinarily platforms to speak. So I think one of the things that the you, uh, the South Africa in particular has been talking about is the inclusion and the reform of multilateral institutions and including, in this case, the United Nations Security Council. But I've got, of course, I've got a, a different view. I don't understand why South Africa insists on joining a club uh, that decides who lives and who dies, given our weaker borders and the ill-preparedness that we find ourselves in this country. And we want to go and, you know, as is always the case, punching way above our weight, going to wanting to sit on such uh, platforms with these weaker borders. What if we 
offend certain people, uh, as has always been the case with other countries, then they start coming to this country, you know, to express their dissatisfactions and disgruntlement. I'm not quite sure whether we'll be ready. Uh, we might just be found wanting. So it's a it's an ambitious uh, project, and I think it's all about uh, trying to protect Russia by all means, and uh, by us in getting included, particularly in, in, in platforms such as UN, UN Security Council, we'll be pushing not necessarily our agenda. Uh, it's going to be, you know, facilitating other people's agenda. So I don't think it's it's one multilateral that needs to be prioritized. There are many other multilaterals where we need to insist on being included. But this one in particular, you know, it decides really, as I've said, you know, who lives and who dies. And South Africa, is it ready for, is it ready to take that Absolutely. role, particularly yeah. given what's happening in Mozambique? Thank you so much. Sembisa Fagude, who is senior researcher at uh, the Africa-Asia Dialogues. I appreciate your time as always. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.